Hey guys, I just wanted to come on here and let you know my thoughts on the uh, 2020 special uh, that aired tonight or last night on the most magical story on Earth, 50 Years of Walt Disney World. That's right. Uh, yesterday, October 1st, uh, marked 50 years officially since Walt Disney World uh, opened and believe it or not, it actually marks 20, not 20, but 30, 39 years since Epcot opened, and next year will mark 40. So Walt Disney World is going to have, according to what they said, an 18-month long uh, celebration, beginning this month, you know, yesterday, and going all the way through um, next October 1st, which will mark 40 years of Epcot, and then four then six more months after that so you're looking at a whole year between now and next october and then you add november 2022 december 2022 that's 14 months and then you add january 2023 then you add february 2023 then you add march you're looking at them concluding this in april of 2023 yeah and the reason, obviously, they're doing this is they want to give um, anybody out there that has yet to come to Disney World and experience it, you know, those that may have, like myself, gone to Disneyland maybe once, once for me, multiple times for my sisters and even my mom, you know, and anybody else that's gone to the other Disney parks around the world, like Shanghai Disney, Tokyo Disney, Disneyland Paris, you know, it's to give them all an opportunity to finally you know show up at Disney World and experience what Walt had put into motion back believe it or not as early as 1961-62 and this all started because they showed a lot of stuff here they they showed some footage that we'd seen before but and as well as you know talked about some stuff we already heard before you know like how he you know, put into motion, you know, ideas not just, you know, to continue to, to continuously grow Disneyland, but to basically uh, expand elsewhere. And it was basically during, you know, events like the World Fair that he uh, started to really come up with what they called at the time Project X because that project needed a locale. And they looked everywhere. From what they showed owed and talked about uh they looked in places like niagara falls they looked in new jersey uh they looked in texas they looked in st louis they looked at you know in some of the more viable markets you think a place like you know a disney a disney theme park could you know be uh, located at or built upon and they decided walt at least looking at some land you know, in you know, in Central Florida, said that's the place. That that's basically where we're going to do Project X, and we're going to make it a reality. And like I said, they showed some archival footage of how you know, you know, the land looked originally uh, before it got purchased. They showed Walt actually walking on the land after they had purchased it to get a feel of exactly what was going to be set into motion and of course they showed uh, the beginning or the beginning or the end I think it was the ending of what they called the Epcot film because Walt wanted to basically let everybody know what they were doing um, 
you know, in the Florida area, and he even said uh, Disney World, basically gave it the name uh, during that film called of Disney World, you know, of exactly, you know, basically give people an idea of what was going into motion. Uh, they even talked about how Epcot was supposed to be originally from from what what from what what Walt wanted to do what Walt wanted to do was supposed to be originally be like a community like it was supposed to be like a small I guess you could say uh, you know close knitted you know Disney oriented community town whatever basically the the idea basically what I get from it is he originally wanted a place for people to go and you know go you know through and flow through and flow if you will um you know and, and you know not just you know see each other you know and enjoy the sights and everything but also to live that was kind of the idea i think think he was original well basically that was the original idea i think he wanted to go for was to make it an actual community where people you know enjoyed you know what disney was but also had a place to live and and stuff but you know uh, that, but as we find out, that vision didn't necessarily come to pass. I mean, we find out that they did keep some of that vision, but they also made it to where, okay, instead of having a place where people would live, we're going to have a place where people can visit and feel like they're in another part of the world, you know, a, a world where they could actually live in reality if they chose to. Um, and they just went all, and they just went and touched upon a lot of stuff here. They they showed footage of, you know, Disney and all of them coming to Orlando to do the press conference to announce what they were doing, you know, on the verge of doing anyway. Um, you know, so they did. So they basically touched upon all of that um, as well. They touched upon how you know, even doing Disneyland uh, first initial years. To, I guess help celebrate the success that would be Mary Poppins. Uh, Disney himself took Julia, Ro not Julia Roberts, but Julia Andrews uh, around the park. Um, you know, basically by himself. Basically, he he and Julia had the park to themselves. You know, that being Disneyland. So, anyway, long story short, they you know basically tell the history of you know how Walt you know, came to be a bit, and how, you know, Disneyland was like the first, you know, start, was the first starting point of what would be, and that both, and basically they both kind of uh, quoted what Walt said, and Walt even said, and they even show Walt saying it himself that, you know, places like Disney World and Disneyland and places at Epcot, um, would not be fully completed, because even though it would seem like it's completed, it's still growing. It's still being added on to, and this is a good. And obviously, this is a good example. You know, this special basically, you know, the people they talk to kind of basically, you know, exemplify and agree with Walt. With Walt is saying because when you look at a place like Disney World, you look at a place like Epcot, you look at a place like Disneyland, and all the other parks, uh, Disney parks around the world, you know, and you think to yourself, well, it's done. This thing has to be complete and finished, right? Nope, it continuously grows and grows. And like I said, they went from point A to point B, you know, in the, in this uh, uh, a special presentation. Um, they talked about how even on his deathbed, Walt was still planning things out. It's like he had maps or something like that, you know, in you know, um, in his possession or something. 
how he would look up at the ceiling, the tile ceiling, and kind of map out how Disney World would be and everything. So, yeah, even, you know, days, even on his deathbed, you know, days into his, basically into his final days, he was still planning out what Disney World would be like. And so they, they talk about how afterwards they agreed, all of them, that they're going to go forward with it. That they called, that basically they were, in the, basically the press at first came to them and said, okay, what's the future of the company? What's going to happen? Mostly what's going to be the future of the Florida project? And they basically said it was Roy, uh, Walt's older brother, that basically said, you know, well, can we do kind of, he basically asked the guy, they talked to the guy that was, you know, that was there when they started uh, groundwork on it, and it was there when it was, who was there with Walt when started, when Walt started the planet, you know, he, you know, basically he says that Roy asked him, hey, do you think we can do it? And the guy's like, yeah, we can, and that's all Roy needed to hear, and he basically got in contact with the people he needed and said, let's do this. Uh, they even talk about how they, how, on how they were building and everything, that one of the things they put to remind them of the uh, targeted date to uh, get Walt Disney World open, being 19, October 1st, 1971, that they even said they had to hire in uh, their own crew um, a little, you know, into the, you know, I think midway or something like that through the project, through the building process, to try to meet that deadline. And thankfully, with the own crew and the help of the crew they hired on previously, uh, from what I, from what I heard, from what I saw and understood, uh, they were able to meet that deadline of October first. Now, even though it was great that they met the deadline, they said that the bitterness about it was, you know, several months later, Roy passed away. So basically, seeing his younger brother's vision of Walt Disney World in Central Florida come to pass, you know, you, you know, basically, even though he was there to dedicate that in his, you know, fam in his brother's memory and in, in the family's name, it would be the last thing he would do because he would pass away f a few months later. And you know, and speaking of Walt, they even talk about how. You know, Walt was known to be an avid smoker, you know, typical for people in that generation, as they called it. And they said that he went, went and they said basically that he came back uh, one day from, I think it may have been the trip in Orlando or somewhere, or from the office. And he said he didn't feel good, so he was going to check in the hospital, see what was going on. And that's when they discovered these spots on his liver. And they basically told him what it was and what the diagnosis w was and, you know, the timetable of, hey, he's only got maybe a few months to two years. Little did they know that had basically the that condition, that disease had, you know, rapidly spread more so than they thought. And it wasn't a few months or a few few years. It was a few weeks. And then, like I said, you know, Walt, even on his deathbed, was, you know, planning out how Disney World would be. So, anyway... You know they went. They ran the gamut on that. They, you know, they basically showed how they uh, dedicated um, Walt Disney World the same way, on, you know, via television, the same world, the same way that um, Walt did for Disneyland with the Dateline Disney on ABC. And, you know, they showed that they did the same thing here. They did, you know, and instead, of, but instead of like Roy hosting or somebody else, they. They got, well, well, they did get somebody else, is what I'm trying to say, but instead, like, Roy doing what Walt did and hosting it himself, health, uh, with the help of the news crew, instead, they had Julia Andrews 
come in and do the hosting duties and she sang uh, a couple of notable songs at that time to help really um you know ring to help ring in uh, at, uh to ring in uh Walt Disney World's um existence as a theme park and then they decided okay what else can we do to help continue Walt's vision even and this was even after Roy passed they're like what can we do to continue Walt's vision and they agreed and they made the announcement and again they showed archival footage of this uh, in a press conference in 1975 the year my oldest sister was born that they plan by 1982 to open up Epcot basically open it up uh, as Walt wanted but as they meant as I mentioned earlier and as they said in the special um, it wasn't going to be exactly as originally planned, but it was going to be close to it. So instead of being like a tight-knit community kind of area and all that where people may, you know, be able to just go through and, you know, through and flow and maybe live, it would be part, it would be a th part of the, it would be its own section of Walt Disney World itself, its own theme park. So they talk about that. They talk about, you know, you know, the, uh, you know, meeting the deadline in 82 and opening it up with a celebration where they had a bunch of people like Marie Osmond and, and a few others, Danny Kay, you know, hosting and singing uh, the event. They showed they had a young Drew Barrymore fresh off E.T. You know, they just told the whole story on it. And again, they just went from, like I said earlier, they went from point A to point B. And they, they told us stuff, they showed us stuff we didn't know, some stuff we knew and some stuff we didn't know, which was pretty cool. Uh, one of the highlights for me, honestly, uh, was when they got to a, a section of the the special where they talked about the sitcoms that would film on location at Walt Disney World. And at times, I thought some of them were Disneyland, and I think some of them were. I think maybe they did both, some of these sitcoms, but they wanted to primarily, because this is 50 years of Walt Disney World, they primarily wanted to focus on Disney World, but I think, again, they did some... And these these are sitcoms like Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, you name it. Um, they, I've got a feeling, you know, they also did. I also believe they did Disneyland as well. But like I said, they were focused on in Disney World because of the 50th anniversary. And they talked to the cast. They talked to some of the cast members. Like for Full House, they talked to uh, Candice, uh, Candice Cameron Berge, uh Kirk Cameron's sister. Uh, they talked to John Stamos. And they both said it was a great experience, and it was, you know, it was, you know, basically that. Well, what I'm trying to say is, and it's late. It's late. While I'm doing this, I do apologize. Uh, but they basically said it was a great experience uh, for them. And Candace said that as soon as they heard they were going to Disney World to to film on location, everybody got excited and everybody agreed to make it a family affair, not just you know with the cast and the crew, but with the entire families. So Candace brought her family. I think she brought Kurt with her as well. Her brother, uh, Bob, you know, Saget, you know, brought his family. Dave Coulet brought his. John Stamos brought his. And John even said it was one of the last, you know, big family, you know, gatherings and, you know, get-togethers that he would have with his father, you know, I guess before he passed away. So, and you can kind of hear in his voice a little bit, John said, is he got a little bit emotional. But he said it was one of the you know, one of the best moments they had, and he, and he said, one of the, you know, fa well, with his real family and everything, he and Candace said it was some of the best moments they had, and uh, then he said probably the best moment, um, as far as, like, filming and everything, was performing in front of the castle, uh, 
and you know that's when he uh, I think did forever and I think that's when he did when you wish upon a star um, so yeah they showed that and it was pretty cool it was pretty cool to see that and then they talk about how other shows followed suit like family matters followed suit uh, then step by step and then they into the more modern sitcoms like the middle followed suit and then of course recently blackish followed suit and now the door is open as to who could be next <laughs> you know I mean I don't know if they could do the Goldbergs they'd have to go to AB they'd have to go to Disney World and say hey can we transport this back into 1985 or 1986 or something you know they'll have to do you know if they do it with the Goldbergs they're gonna have to you know use the magic of Disney to turn back time if you know what I mean uh, but yeah it was nice to see that and you know they they showed off the evolution of how the, uh, the evolution of attractions uh, on how you know you know like with Walt said like basically going by what Walt said you know that thing that Epcot and Disney World and even Disneyland is still growing it's still being built it's never going to be completed and they showed a lot of attractions that they brought in there. They talked about how Star Tours, you know, was created and how... And they even got George Lucas to talk to. And Lucas is like, yeah, I'm cool with that as long as I can be involved in it. Because he wanted to make sure, you know, it treated Star Wars, which was under the Lucasfilm um, uh, ownership at that time. He wanted to make sure, you know, it was treated with respect. And, you know, they obviously treated it with the respect it deserved. And he was there in 1987 for the opening. I'm surprised they didn't talk about Captain EO. That would have been something nice to to really touch upon. Because that was both in Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And, you know, I don't know if it's still there at Disneyland or not. But I can tell you, if I ever go back to Disneyland or if I ever go to Disney World, I'm going to see Captain EO. Um, but, yeah, they touched upon t Star Wars and, you know, everything like, you know, and, you know, rides like that. And then... And then, of course, they talk about the, like I said, the evolution of um, you know some rides where some of the rides that they would bring into the park was you know not even based not even at the time Disney movies based well basically were not at the time based on Disney movies like you know Pandora based on Avatar and uh, I can tell you this. I can tell you this honestly, you watch this special on a 4K or 8K television and they show you that ride on Pandora, not just you know walking around the the uh, park the uh, uh Pandora uh portion of the theme park, but when you walk around, but when they showed not walk around, but when they showed the ride and going like this and that, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was I was sitting in this seat here and I was like, "Whoa." That that shows you how detailed 4K, especially with the high dynamic range HDR picture mode, can get. But yeah, it felt like whoa. I was like, okay, <laughs> now I understand what my brother-in-law felt like when he was watching Maleficent, the second Maleficent movie, um, on 4K. It was like because he said when he saw that along, because my sister said that when they saw that. He was getting that he was getting a little like ooh you know my second old sister that is like ooh you know because it was just going up and down, and that's kind of like how I was I was feeling I was like whoa you know and this is just them showing what the ride is like, so they showed that they showed they told uh, they uh, talked about the story about how Animal Kingdom came about how Sabrina the Teenage Witch when they filmed on location there, uh, filmed weeks I think a week or a few weeks before it officially opened. 
You know, they talked to Melissa Joan Hart about that. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it was just, like I said, it was just, it was just a great special where we got to learn about things we knew and didn't know about, or more specifically didn't know about, which was kind of cool. And then, of course, with any one of these specials, they showed off some of the upcoming rides they got planned for Disney World and obviously Disneyland, because you can't leak that out. And they talked about the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy indoor roller coaster. It's going to be part of the Epcot area, World of Discovery. Uh, they talked about the new um, Galaxy Cruiser or something like that from Star Wars, where basically it's going to be an immersive um, hotel experience. You know how Disney sometimes likes to get innovative with the hotels at times? Well, they basically said that this one's going to be not just a regular hotel, but it's going to be an immersive one where you take part in the adventure. You take part in the action. You interact with the characters from Star Wars. Some you know and some you don't know. And that whatever you decide to do, you know, your story will pan out a certain way or a different way or whatever. So that was kind of cool. And, um, yeah, it was just... this. Uh, it, what I'm trying to say is, you know, you know, it was... You know, it was just fun to, to see these upcoming rides. They even showed, like, certain areas of Epcot that they're going to change into World of Discovery, World of This, World of That, like World of Showcase, I think, or something like that. They even showed off um, the new um, fireworks display they're going to have around Epcot called Harmonic or Harmonicize or something like that. So that was nice. And then um, after that... Uh, you know, they, well, not just after that, but in between uh, the special, they had performances to really help dedicate uh, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. Uh, and they were pretty good. Um, they started out with Christine Aguilera, who did, uh, I think, a song, yeah, song from Cinderella, Dream is What Your Heart, A Dream is A Wish That Your Heart Makes. And then she did her reflection song from Mulan. Then they had the Alanjo Sympathy Orchestra uh, and the conductor, I can't think of his name, but he's obviously a well-known conductor, doing instrumental uh, versions of all the di classic Disney songs like Bare Necessities, Whole New World, Be Our Guest, Let It Go, which was really nice. And then they had this girl called H Helen uh, Haley Bailey or something, or Haley Daly, and she's a, who uh, was part of the uh, Grammy group part of a Grammy-nominated group, Kayla and Haley or something, I can't, can't remember. As well, she's part of Grownish on Freeform. And you talk about a multi-talented girl, or a multi-talented performer. She, the way she sang here was magnificent. And she sang, um, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Uh, not the version that Elton John, you know, is known for singing, the pop version. She sang the version straight from the movie, which I thought was kind of cool. I thought it was actually kind of cool that she did that. Uh, but overall, the, the special, which was presented by 2020, hosted by Whoopi Goldberg, uh, I thought was really good. I mean, they talked to a lot of people that were there when Disney uh, himself was planning this out and were there when Roy dedicated it for Disney. Uh, they talked to Michael Eisner. They talked to him and how they even said Michael reminded them a little bit of Walt himself because they always thought, like, okay, what can we do next? You know, what can we do to, you know, uh, go to the next level, you know, basically get more innovative and inventive and creative. So uh, they talked about that. They talked to Iger, Bob Iger, and Bob Chapek. 
you know, both you know, both Bobs here. And uh, it, Bob, according to according to the title that he has, Bob Iger is executive chairman, and um, JPEG is CEO. So, hmm, you gotta wonder who who has the higher power. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, but anyway, I mean, there's no wonder there's some kind of division. But it didn't look like there was any division between them. And I'll get into that in a moment. Uh, but anyway, um, they, they talked to a lot of people. Like I said, they talked to some of the cast members of Full House. They talked to Anthony Anderson. And I can't think of her name. The, the one of the, the girl that plays the daughter on there. Or one of the daughters on Blackish. They talked to her. Uh, they talked about how Anthony, when they would film at times, you know, during breaks, I guess, of filming, he would go off and greet guests that were there, just to put a smile on the face and stuff. Uh, you know, they talk, so they talked to them, they they gave examples. Uh, and here's the thing, even when they got to that section where they talked about the sitcoms filming on location at Disney World, uh, they would talk about other sitcoms doing road trips and how that would always be like a big deal. Like, they started with Lucy going from New York to Hollywood, they talked about the Brady Bunch going from uh, basically um, their home to Hawaii. And I think all of us remember that. And then they even talked about how Magnum P.I., an episode of Magnum P.I., inspired the dragon character uh, that was created during um, Epcot's uh, creation called Figment. They talked about how an episode of Magnum P.I. inspired that. Yeah, they, you know they they talk about that, and it was like, oh, that was. You know, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. You know, Magnum PI. <laughs> you know, Magnum PI. Uh, you know that show they've tried to remake recently. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. The original, you know, show inspired Figment. <laughs> you know, so uh, the Figment Dragon out of uh, out of Epcot. So yeah, they they touched upon a lot of things, like I said. You know, some things I, 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 we, we all knew about and some things we didn't. I just dropped something there. Um, so it was really cool. It was really cool to see. And if you haven't seen the special yet, I highly recommend checking it out. You can probably find it on Disney+. Plus, and, and I'm sure it's going to be going up there real soon. And you can also find it on demand on ABC. So I highly recommend checking it out. I think if you're a true Disney fan, you'll really, really enjoy it. And uh, that's all I can say on it, guys. So... Let me know what your thoughts are down below. Let me know if you've seen it and what were your thoughts about the whole uh, experience watching it. Comment down below if you like. Oh, and by the way, before I before I do go, you know, I, I was mentioning about the whole Bob situation and how it didn't seem like there was any dissension because that's what's been reported a lot. Well, the night before here on YouTube, the Disney Parks uh, channel... Um, had a presentation hosted by one of the ladies from Good Morning America. And obviously you can tell they still have to work out some kinks when they do these live presentations on YouTube. Whether it's Disney Parks YouTube channel or something else. Because when they went off the air you can hear her saying like, Okay, good job guys, whatever, whoopee! <laughs> Things like that. But uh, they, they had a presentation, a special presentation the night before the first. It was live and everything where they introduced and it was basically to introduce us to the new um after the new nighttime castle spectacular called enchantment disney enchantment and basically it was a new fireworks display and if you've seen any kind of fireworks display at disney world disneyland tokyo shanghai paris 
you kind of have an idea of what you're going to get. But this one, I can tell you honestly, right now, outdid all of them. And I don't know if they're going to be able to keep this up for the next 18 months. I'm pretty sure they will. But it was really cool. Because they went from... Because one thing that they always do with these kind of things, especially like, let's say, with Wonderful World of Color or whatever, is they and lately with the castles, is they always show the images um, on the... Um, on the castle they always show images from the movie or images they've made up for the for the special presentation like enchantment and i'll tell you honestly the enchantment portion that they showed the night before on the disney parks i thought was great they had christina aguilera there which was a nice surprise and you know getting back to both bobs being there they stood side by side and you know i know people are going to say oh they only did that to look to make themselves look good make it look like nothing's going on and honestly, if that is true, then they did a heck of a job because I didn't see any dissension. I didn't see any um, tension or anything. You can, you can kind of tell that there was like a little bit of uneasy, uneasiness between them. But, you know, they quickly kind of hid that or put that away or put that to the side and focused more on, you know, dedicating what, you know, this, uh, uh, that event on the, 30, on the last day of September was about. And that is the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. So that, so again, I didn't really notice much. And then, like I said, after they did that, we got the presentation, uh, the the fireworks, and again, the you know showing the images from movies and then images they made in exclusively for the Disney Enchantment. I, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good, and um, I got to give them a lot of credit for that. I really do. But yeah, I saw that and. Then, you know, when I saw that, I was thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder, you know, are they planning to show something, like, maybe the next night? And lo and behold, I go to my uh, guide on my television, on my cable box, to look on um, ABC, and sure enough, it showed that last night, uh, when I looked this up on Thursday night, sure enough, it showed that on the 1st of October... They were showing, they're going to show a special presentation presented by 2020 to celebrate 50 years of Walt Disney World by telling the story of how it came about. And like I said, in this special, they went from point A to point B, did a great job. And again, I highly recommend checking it, checking it out if, I'm, if you're interested and if you're a true Disney fan. So that's really all I can say, guys, uh, on it right now. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are down below. If you have seen it, what did you think of it? You know, how do you feel about it? Um, have you guys ever been to Disney World yourself? What did you think of it when you first went? And will you try to go during the next 18 months to help celebrate 50 years of, you know, Walt Disney World itself? And then, of course, 40 years um, of Epcot officially next year on October 1st of 2022. Let me know what your thoughts are down below. Let me know if you plan to do that. Uh, comment uh, doing comment uh, live chat during the premiere is what I'm trying to say. Give you to give us your thoughts as well as check me out at BW Rosas Discussions on all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora. Got a two got two new podcasts uh, put up there. They are basically audio versions of videos I did here on my channel. One is the Dark Side of the Ring review of FMW Onita's FMW, and the other is the live stream I did talking about the Sonic and Sally relationship and why people support it. So check out B.W. Ross's discussions on all your audio, favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora. Check me out at B.W. Ross's on Vimo as well. As well as check me out at Patreon at B.W. Ross's slash Brian, uh, B.W. Ross's Brian Walmer. 
um, if you will, to you know support me there. Uh, but until then, guys, God bless, take care, and I am out. But I recommend check this special out if you haven't. <laughs>